Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I just got finished interviewing our most recent guest that I'm very excited to share with you guys today. This was an episode where we really got to build on so many of the things that we've discussed here, uh, and specifically a conversation that I had with a previous guest and actually a former coach of, of mine. Her name was Haley Tapper, and we had her on the podcast a number of months ago now. And uh, on that podcast, we talked about you know our cycles and navigating our sort of different times of the month as women, as business owners, what that looks like, why it is so important to be in tune and in touch with your body and your energy levels and really catering to that and not expecting yourself to be you know, on the ball all the time and to always have crazy amounts of energy and to be productive all the time. It really goes against our hormone cycles. So that was a really amazing episode um, or interview I was able to do that I got such a huge response from uh, or for rather. And it was really awesome that today's guest is also an expert in the area, but in a very different way. And we got to continue this conversation, which I really recommend you guys listen to because this is one of those one of those um, permission slip episodes where it's like we really got to be easy on easier on ourselves as women. We really have to stop making ourselves wrong when, like I said, we're not super productive or high vibe all the time because it's impossible to be. And it's only in the stories we have about how we feel and the things that we're thinking and you know the level of of productivity we have on any given day. It's only the stories we have about those things that holds us back. It's not that we're human beings with emotions and with different levels of energy on different days. And so today's guest really dove into that with me and I loved it. She was such a pleasure to have on. Her name is Jenna Radomski and she is a holistic nutritionist a recipe developer and the founder of Jenna B Basics, an online space for exploring the everyday elements of a nourished life and starting her menstrual cycle and developing acne at a very young age led Jenna on a decades long search for answers. She ultimately found relief through intuitive eating, living in sync with her cycle and intentional self care. She believes health and well-being should be simple and accessible to all. And through Jenna B Basics, she shares realistic and holistic practices relating to nutrition, sustainability, and finding joy in everyday life. She is also the in-house nutritionist for Moon Cycle Bakery, a wellness-based business that focuses on the menstrual cycle and creates sweet treats and food-related products to help support women hormonally, spiritually, and emotionally. Um, We dive into a book that she's co-authored that's coming out in October called The Moon Cycle Cookbook and also a um, course that's coming out uh, with that she's created with her business partner as a part of Moon Cycle Bakery called... Uh, called Reconnecting to Rhythms. And I love when I feel, you know, entrepreneurs have a skill or just anybody has a skill set or a foundation of knowledge that they can share with others that's going to have an impact on others that, you know, is something that other people are looking for. I'm like, oh my gosh, share this in an online offer. Like, I just love everything about the e-learning world and what it's helping people to create both, you know, from a 
coach perspective or a course creator perspective and also from a coachee perspective. You know, it's just a really beautiful thing happening where we're learning so much from each other and there's so much possibility and there's so much availability of freedom in those of us who decide to share what it is that we know with those that it's meant to help. And uh, so I love everything that Jenna is up to and with her business partner and specifically her desire, her deep passion she has for helping women to just, like I said, give them that permission slip, give themselves that permission slip to stopping so hard on themselves. And we talk a bit in here about intuitive eating, which I like completely changed my life. Um, but I haven't specifically talked about it on this podcast, I don't believe. And um, Jenna really, really, really feels passionate about getting that message out to more women. And I could not agree more. And this was just a really awesome interview. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys like it. So without further ado, here is my interview with Jenna Radomsky. You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a business and manifestation mentor for modern entrepreneurs who know that deep down, there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the next level success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality that I desired, I went from teacher to 20 and $30,000 months in just two years in my online business. If there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe that you can become, create, and achieve anything you desire, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Hello, Jenna. Welcome to The Aligned Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me today. Jenna was just telling me that this is her first podcast interview, so I feel very honored. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so excited and a little nervous. <laughs> Perfect. That's I always say you should be excited slash sort of scared. That's where the best things happen in life, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's where the magic is. Exactly. And uh, so I have given our audience a little bit of an intro to you and all the amazing things that you do, but maybe we could hear from you who you are and what it is that you do as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So my name is Jenna and I am a holistic nutritionist, recipe creator, and the co-author of the Moon Cycle Cookbook. Since graduating with my master's degree in nutrition back in 2018, I've worn many hats to explore my um, my passions within the field of nutrition. So I've done personal chefing, nutrition coaching, uh, cooking lessons, and I'm currently a kitchen manager at a preschool as my day job. And most recently, I launched my new blog called Jenna B Basics, which is an online space to explore the basic everyday elements of a nourished life. So I'm a huge believer that feeling good in our minds and bodies should not be complicated or expensive. In fact, I think it should be simple and accessible to everyone. So on my blog, I share free content, including seasonal recipes, holistic self-care practices, um, intuitive eating information, and sustainability tips to help people break through the noise and get back to the basics. Oh, I love it. I completely agree. And um, as you were talking about you know, allowing things to be simple, I was thinking back to something that I'd read in your bio, which was just about the intuitive eating side of things. And mm -hmm. that's something that speaks to me on such a deep level where it's like, we're not supposed to try and control 
anything, we're supposed to just tune in. Exactly. A hundred percent. With our bodies, with food, with business, it doesn't matter. It's like this idea that we need to figure everything out and control everything. It just <laughs> doesn't – like wouldn't we be equipped with everything that we needed intuitively? So, exactly. So I love this. And um, you're a, a recipe developer. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about – you said you run the Moon Cycle Bakery. Did you, I can't remember if you said that or if I'm reading it here. <laughs> I am the in-house nutritionist for a Moon Cycle right. Bakery. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how did that – that's a partnership. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Awesome. And how did that kind of unfold for you? Like were you um, always – a sort of serial entrepreneur or has it kind of just evolved that way for you? Mm. So my parents are both entrepreneurs. So I okay. think that spirit is just in my genetics and my, uh, my partnership with Moon Cycle Bakery has definitely come through serendipity. So when I was in grad school for nutrition, I had to do an internship and I had found Moon Cycle Bakery on Instagram a few months before that time in my life and just fell in love with the business idea, fell in love with what Devin, the founder of Moon Cycle, is doing. And I reached out to her to have an internship. And that internship blossomed into a friendship and a creative relationship as well. And you know, Devin had me doing different things from blogging to research to recipe creation to customer service. So I really got to kind of test the waters while I was still in school with different entrepreneurship um, practices. And then once I graduated, I started my own business, my own nutrition practice, as well as I was working with Devin closely through Moon Cycle Bakery, helping her with the nutrition and recipe creation side. Hmm. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about when you, when it's Moon Cycle Bakery, what is that I mean, so, I know what it sounds like, but yeah, <laughs> tell us what, what you mean by that. Yeah. So Moon Cycle Bakery is a um, online subscription service that offers hormone supportive treats. So mm-hmm. Devin created this really to support women and empower them to embrace their cycles. She's all about shedding the stigma surrounding our periods and you know our feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted to celebrate periods essentially by creating these delicious treats that are made with whole food ingredients. So of course we often crave chocolate and sweets and things like that around our period. And in our society with diet culture, we're taught, no, you can't have that. Instead, you should deprive yourself. But she wanted to really celebrate it. And so Mm. she creates these treats that are hormone supportive and delicious. I love that. We've actually had a guest, a couple of guests on, but we had one in particular who was a coach for business owners and she specifically helped women to work with their cycle and with their period in their business. And uh, so it's interesting because a lot of what you're saying is sort of mirroring that, but from a food and a, and a you know baking perspective, which I mm-hmm. love, just like some of the science behind it when you say like hormonal support, is there different treats that come at different times during the month. How does that work? Yeah. So are you talking about the Haley Tapper episode? Yeah. Yeah, I (laughs) listened to that to um, kind of get to know your podcast. And oh my gosh, I loved it. I loved Haley. I loved the conversation you two had. Yeah, it was wonderful. So within Moon Cycle Bakery, there are different treats that have it's not necessarily so much about have this treat during this phase or this treat during that phase. Um, Devin and I both really try to stay away from dogmatic thinking as much as possible. So of course there are some nutrients that are more helpful during different phases. For example, in the menstrual phase, that is when our magnesium and our iron levels are really plummeting. And so 
the treats that have high levels of magnesium and iron would be those that have chocolate in them. So a customer could eat those more during their menstrual phase if they're really feeling fatigued. However, with whole foods, it's important to incorporate a variety of nutrients throughout our entire cycle because all of the nutrients play together and um, are a big part of the bigger picture. So that's why we crave chocolate during our period. I did not know that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There is a reason for it. That makes so much sense. Uh I thought it was just like, oh, I feel crappy. I'm going to eat chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're taught. You're not alone in that. Not at all. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then there's like a making wrong. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's actually so – that's such a permission slip. Like my body needs chocolate right now. Exactly. And, you know, (laughs) if you just eat a little bit of like high-quality dark chocolate rather than – I think it's so frustrating how in diet culture, in our society, there's all these quote unquote healthier alternatives that are low fat or they're made with um, just a bunch of fillers and junk, honestly, and they don't satisfy us. So then we end up eating more and more and more. Whereas if we had the real thing, it would satisfy us immediately. Well, I think that you're you're so right, and it is so frustrating because what is largely considered "quote unquote" healthy for people is like low fat, low calorie. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is these companies come in, and it, like you said, it's all filler in the name of making something low calorie or low fat. When in reality, it's like cal- calories don't need to be something that we're so afraid of. I haven't counted a calorie. I used to like crazy, and then once I sort of woke up to like the intuitive eating side of things, where it's like your body knows what it needs when it needs needs it. Of course we need calories. You're alive, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and so like a lot of high quality foods are actually quite high calorie, but that's why they're good for you because it's yeah, anyway. So I just like love everything that you're saying especially for women or it's like let's stop this crazy idea that we need to be, you know, not eating this many calories and eating low fat. All. Mm-hmm. It's like eat what you feel intuitively called towards. Exactly. Yeah. And that basically has us running on empty or at least in depletion. And then we're not able to function. We're not able to focus on whatever our passions are, what we do for work. Um, It really just, it does a disservice to us to deprive ourselves from what we're truly wanting. Well, yeah. I mean, I've talked on this podcast before about you know, a world full of women in their power would be a very different world. But I honestly feel that in a lot of ways, we're not set up for that. And in some circles, you know, in some industries, it's on purpose because Mm -hmm. a woman out of energy and questioning herself and feeling badly about her body and badly about herself, she's, it's impossible to be in your power, right? It's just so, you know, imagine a world full of women who have energy because they're allowing themselves to eat lots of food. Right. And the amount of mental energy that we spend worrying about counting calories, you know, the new diet, the the latest nutrition research, I mean, it's exhausting. It's confusing. And that takes away from everything else that you're mentioning. It really just detracts from who we are as humans. Yeah. And what we're capable of. So you spoke briefly there about serendipity. And we talk a lot on this podcast about, you know, intuition and allowing for the unfolding of and the direction towards what it is that you're wanting to create as an entrepreneur. What does it mean for you when you say that how things unfolded with the bakery was very serendipitous? Mm. So at that time, I was feeling very conflicted of which direction I wanted to go in, in life and in my um, career after graduating grad school. And instead of trying to pull the answer out of myself, I really just decided to sit there with open hands and see what came forth. And 
you know, have my eyes and ears open and ask questions throughout my community. And then I stumbled upon Moon Cycle Bakery. I wasn't looking for a women's health period business. Um, I was passionate about that at the time, but I didn't go searching for it. It just came to me. And I knew immediately, like, this is something I want to be involved in. And I have had many instances of that in my life, like big and small. And it's just so empowering to, to see that, oh, when I slow down and tune into myself, the answer comes. Yes. When I seek outside of myself for the answer, then I just get really lost in the opinions and the thoughts <laughs> and the experiences of other people. Mm, I love that. And yeah, I mean, it's like manifesting 101. You're setting an intention and you're putting that out there. And then it comes and it finds you and it's only in the distraction and then in the shoulds and the trying to figure things out and asking other people for their opinions that we create barriers between it being that easy. Definitely. Definitely. I love that. Um, So for you, because it is something that you're passionate about, what is sort of the importance of women becoming in tune with their cycles? Because on that episode that I did with Haley Tapper, there's something she said that I still think about and I still mention, which is like that we as women are trying to operate within the hormonal cycle of a man, which is 24 hours, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the hormonal cycle of a woman, which is 28 days. And that always stuck with me because it's like, oh my God, it's so true that, you know, and then we make ourselves wrong for not having energy every single day, Mm -hmm. sustainable energy every single day, day after day. Um, But I'd love to know for you, like, where is the passion or where, why is it something that you feel so passionate and inspired by and, you know, about sharing with the world? Yeah. So I started my period when I was just nine years old and I had, it was, I mean, it was very tumultuous, honestly. Um, it was really isolating to go through it alone. I, I had a lot of shame around my period, even though my mom did such a wonderful job telling me about our periods and kind of prepping me as she saw me going through puberty. She knew it was coming and she wanted me to be prepared, but I started about three to four years before any of my peers did. And so Mm -hmm. I was very alone. I felt that shame and that stigma. And then, you know, fast forward into my teens, I went on hormonal birth, birth control and struggled with symptoms of, of that. I had mood swings, weight gain. Um, you know, I just did not feel like myself. So again, that stigma was coming up and I only knew what was taught to me in school. I did not know about, um, the different fluctuations with our hormones and how that affected our emotional needs and our mental state. And so then when I went to grad school, that's when I really learned, okay, this is what happens within the female cycle. And this is how we can live in tune with it rather than seeing it as something that's a nuisance. So Mm -hmm. since then, I've done so much work around learning about cycle syncing through Elisa, uh, Elisa Vitti, which Haley Tapper also mentioned. And that has really helped me embrace my cycle and get rid of that stigma and that shame that I carried around with me for so, so many years. And now I can understand, okay, my period is coming next week. That's why I'm feeling extra emotional, extra sensitive, or, oh, I'm feeling extremely bubbly and outgoing, which is not always my um, mode of operation. Oh, I'm in my ovulation phase. So it's just really helped me understand myself and accept myself for who I am in that particular moment, rather than feeling all of the shoulds that society puts on us, like you're mentioning with the 24-hour cycle, that we should just be on every single day, no matter what. 
So because I experienced that myself, I've really wanted to share that with others and help them understand that it's okay for you to be a cyclical being that goes through these emotional and physical fluctuations. There is nothing wrong with you and we can use it to our advantage. Yeah. And where I see this being especially relevant, you know, for my listeners is that as entrepreneurs who understand the power of their thoughts and their emotions, because we talk all the time about it's, I mean, it's the aligned entrepreneur. It's all about alignment and, you know, being, just thinking about being in alignment with the results that you want. And so what happens is we put this like impossible task on ourselves to be high vibe, to be in belief, to be in confidence all the time. Mm -hmm. And that actually, like people actually turn against, I mean, I've totally been there and turn against their own emotions because they're like, I'm, I can't feel those things today. I need to be like high vibe and on it all the time and feeling so, so good. And it's like, you're literally working against your own biology. <laughs> yes. To do that. Yeah. And then we burn out. That's how we lead to burnout yes. because we're not being honest with ourselves. We are holding these unrealistic expectations that we just can't meet day after day after day. Yes. Oh my gosh. And the thing is, you guys, like your being successful in your business or having a fulfilling life was never about controlling your emotions all the time or being on all the time. It's a, like you, you're allowed to be a human being and a woman mm-hmm. <laughs> who has her, you know, down times and the times when she's really bubbly, as you said, and times when you're really, really energized. You get to experience those emotions and still create a successful business for yourself or have a fulfilling life, whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. And one thing I love about living in sync with our cycles is thinking about how it relates to the seasons. This is something mm-hmm. that Haley mentioned as well, how each phase of the cycle mirrors one of the seasons of um, like of the earth, whether it's summer, winter, spring, or fall. And just like we don't expect Mother Earth to be in summer all of the time, We shouldn't expect that of ourselves. You know, it's okay to feel down. It's okay to feel nervous or to question yourself and then to also be very outgoing just a week later. I mean, it can be very jarring to go through those fluctuations, but once you start to understand it, it's like, oh, this is, this is nature. This is how it's supposed to work. So when you say, just to, um, in case people didn't hear the episode with Haley, when you say syncing with your cycle, are you talking about just like a level of awareness where it's like you're aware of the part, like the phase in your cycle that you're in and thus have an expectation of how you might feel at that time. Um, what, yeah, what does, what does cycle syncing mean? Mm, So yes, cycle syncing is the first step I would say is to track your cycle. So I like to use an app. Um, you can use pen and paper, um, to just track when I'm bleeding and then when I'm ovulating. And that is, It gets a little bit more complicated through something called fertility awareness method. So I highly recommend any listener who's interested in getting to know this part of their body to look into that method. Um, But then tracking your cycle and also tracking your emotions and your moods and your desires and really kind of just gathering data to understand more about your particular cycle, because we do have these similarities across the board, but every one of us is different. We all have different Um, we present in different ways throughout our cycle. So that's the first step is gathering the data and understanding what it looks like for you. And then living within your cycle has many facets, including eating foods that line up with those specific phases of your cycle and also planning 
like your social calendar, your work calendar around your cycle as much as you're able. Because of course, that's not always possible. Like we have things we have to do that we can't work around a monthly cycle, but just doing the best that you can and honoring what you need at that time. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I liked what um, Haley kind of talked about it in terms of like, as much as you can, especially if you are a business owner to plan on like, okay, well, if I'm launching something, let's say I'm going to choose which week that's happening based on when my cycle is Mm -hmm. happening. Um, And I think it's probably a little more difficult if you have like a nine to five job, but I think there's still things that you can like, just don't plan to be super busy that week. Exactly. And communicate (laughs) with others around you, especially if you're in a, you know, female dominated business, because this is becoming more commonplace for everyone to talk about this, but Mm -hmm. you can, you can communicate with your coworkers or your boss, um, or your clients, whoever it may be, that you need more communication at this time, or you're feeling a little bit down, so you need to have some more inward reflective time, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So you are in the process of publishing a book, is that correct, or have you published it yet? That is correct. It is coming out October 12th. Oh, amazing. Can you tell us what it is? Can you tell us what the process has been like getting to this point? Yeah. So the Moon Cycle Cookbook is a holistic nutrition guide for a well-balanced menstrual cycle. Devin, my co-author, and I, we broke the book down into the four phases of the cycle, and we dive into what is happening physically within our hormones. We then look at how these changes affect our nutritional needs, and we offer simple and delicious recipes to support those needs. Throughout the book, we also sprinkle in holistic self-care practices to help support us mentally and emotionally. So it's really an all-encompassing guide to help you understand your menstrual cycle and then begin those steps of cycle syncing, like I mentioned. Mm. Okay. So sorry, what what has that, I'm just so interested in like the entrepreneur side of things. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, getting the moon cycle cookbook deal was another kind of serendipitous moment because Devin, um, she's the owner of moon cycle and she is a writer at her core. She absolutely loves writing. She was destined to be an author. So she decided that she was going to write a, a personal creative writing book. And so she, went out to seek an agent. And then she found this woman, Michelle Tesler, who is now our agent. And Michelle was very interested in Moon Cycle Bakery as the concept and the business. And she said, wow, I love this so much. Have you thought of doing a cookbook? And Devin said, oh, well, actually my in-house nutritionist, Jenna and I, we've talked about it. You know, it's something that I personally had played around with when I was in school. And so Devin came to me and told me this whole sequence of events and we decided to go for it. We decided to write a proposal and to shop our book around. And then that happened for about a two or three months, I would say. And then we had two offers and we just took it off from there. And that was about two and a half years ago. So it's been a long, grueling process, but so rewarding, such a great learning experience. Um, I've learned so much about myself and what I really enjoy to do, what I what I don't enjoy. And um, yeah, it's been really fun. Um, that is amazing. Um, when you say shop your book around because I know that we have people that I'm sure have thought about writing a book listening. Mm -hmm. What did that look like? Like how were you, like you went and got a book deal. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm still pinching myself. I can't believe that it's happening. Um, So that really is the job of the agent. We decided not to self-publish simply because we 
you know, Devin and I, we both have our full-time jobs. You know, she's running Moon Cycle. I work at the preschool. Um, and so we didn't want to take on the design, the marketing, all of that on our own. So we really decided, hey, we want to ask for help and go through a publisher. So Michelle, our agent, she took the proposal and then she handled the shopping the book around where she shows it to the publishers and pitches the book. And then they handled all of the deals after that. Mm, Okay. I love that Um, because I know people that have done it both ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, what has it been like working with a publisher? So it's going to, I'm assuming it's going to be out in bookstores. It is anywhere you can buy books. It's available for pre-order now, which is so exciting. Um, Sorry, can you repeat your question? Yeah, that's okay. Um, what what has the process been like working with a publisher? Oh, it's so incredible. I definitely can understand the benefit of self-publishing, but I personally am so happy that we went with a publisher for our first book because they have been so supportive through the edit. So the manuscript writing process, they really helped us refine like what the basic outline of the book would be. We had that in mind when we made the proposal, but they helped us really refine it. And then they, we wrote the manuscript and then they, we had an editor through the publisher. And so that was incredibly helpful to have somebody who's a professional in that realm, really help us fine tune the book and make it readable and digestible for consumers. And then they handled the design. We were so lucky in that the design team at Story Publishing was very collaborative. So in I from what I've heard, many publishers aren't this way. They kind of take creative control when it comes to the design. But Story was very collaborative and asked us every step along the way of what our opinions were, what our vision was. So that was so incredible and really important for Devin and I, because Moon Cycle Bakery has a very strong brand. Um, Devin has a background in design. So that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And then we worked with a photographer to get all of the photographs for the book. And that worked really well with our design team. They loved the photographs and we had complete creative control over the photography process. And now they are really helping us support in supporting, get the book out there. So marketing is not my strong suit by any means. So it's wonderful to have this team who knows how to pitch to big bookstores, who knows how to um, get into magazines and local book guides and things like that. So it's been incredibly supportive and helpful. Oh, that is so awesome. Like basically doing all the things that you didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm so grateful. Yeah, no, that appeals to me as well because I think people who self-publish, like it's probably, you know, a full-time job for a while and learning how to do all these things. Like Mm -hmm. especially, I mean, I've seen people put self-published books that have very large online audiences as Mm -hmm. it is. And I think that really helps them. But if you don't have that, (laughs) you know, um, I don't know. I just loved hearing about that process because I think as entrepreneurs, we are creative and a lot of us have ideas of sharing our thoughts with the world in that capacity. So thanks for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. And one other thing I'd like to add Mm -hmm. is that if anyone is out there wanting to write and publish a book, um, I think it's just important to kind of weigh the pros and cons. Another huge pro of going through a publisher is you get an advance. So that Mm -hmm. can help offset the costs. In our case, we did have higher costs it being a cookbook where we had to pay for the the food to create the recipes and then the photography. And so if you self-publish, all of the 
you know, the creation of the book is coming out of your own pocket, as well as like you said, you're, it's a full-time job to write a book. So um, I think that that's just a huge piece to consider. Right. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I just learned so much from you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, so I, um, wanted to know, you guys have a course coming out actually. Oh, and I'll just for those listening, I will put your pre-order link down below in case you guys want to check out that book before it actually comes out, you know, get on the, the pre-order list for that. Um, but yeah, you guys also are now getting into the world of course creation, it sounds like, which I know a lot about. And a lot of the people listening are course creators or, or coaches or just online entrepreneurs. Um, so what's that process been like? Because you run a bakery together and now you're getting into the online world, which I love, I think is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So could you tell us a little about that? Yeah. So creating a course, we are definitely newbies. So I think I have much more to learn from you and from your listeners, <laughs> but it's been really fun. We decided to create this course, um, as a way to reach more people and also, you know, just try out a different business model. Moon Cycle Bakery so far has been a subscription service. So, and because it's a product-based business, there's a lot of time and energy that goes into it consistently. So we were very excited to create a course where we could put in all of the work upfront and then have it be evergreen. So our course is a four-week course um, called Reconnecting to Rhythms. And it's to explore the connection between our emotional and mental well-being and our physical health. And we're very excited that people can go through it at their own pace and the information will live on forever. So it's been really beneficial for us to think about, about how do we work smarter, not harder, and how can we have the biggest impact? Mm. I love that. And I can just say that I'm a really big fan. I just think everyone that has a skill should be you know, sharing that skill with other people in the form of a, a course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're amazing. I love taking courses. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a, I mean, this is the generation of freedom. You know, we all want more freedom. We want more financial freedom in our lives. And if you know how to do something, there's other people wanting to learn it from you. So, um, and, and as you said, I mean, I have so much respect for people that have product-based businesses because I don't know how you organize and stay on top of it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, so a lot of what we talk about on this podcast is just people's own sort of spiritual journeys as entrepreneurs, which means a million different things for a million different people. Um, and kind of what, you know, is there a spiritual side of what you are doing? You've talked about serendipity a couple of times. Is there perhaps certain perspectives you hold or practices that you have in place, or is it sort of just something that you're allowing yourself to flow through and explore and discover as it comes? Yeah, I definitely would say it is more about going with the flow and just seeing what comes. Some practices that I really like to use in my daily life, and this is more I mean, they definitely help in my business, but it's more to help me stay grounded and centered, which then translates into being a more effective entrepreneur. Um, I tend towards anxiety. I think many of us in our current world do. (laughs) So recently, I'm really practicing on cultivating stillness. I have struggled with boundaries in many aspects of my life, and it impacts me as an entrepreneur 100% because I am not always able to distinguish what is my idea versus what is someone else's. 
So mm-hmm. cultivating stillness for me looks like setting boundaries on social media so that I'm not constantly playing that comparison game and literally just being still, whether that's meditating, whether it's doing mundane tasks in silence, it really allows me to tap into my own desires, my own thoughts and my intuition and quiet all of the noise around me. Yes. I love that. Um, and couldn't agree more. And I think like, it's not until I take a break from social media that I realize how much noise it contributes to Mm -hmm. my life. Yeah. I mean, it's endless. Oh my gosh. And it's such a wonderful tool. And I've met some of my best friends through social media and have a whole business because of it, but it's a slippery slope. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about intuition. I talk a lot about that on this podcast and allowing yourself to be led and allowing for those synchronicities or those serendipities, as you say. But when we're constantly comparing ourselves or we're looking at what other people are doing, it's impossible to, you know, trust your own journey in that. Right. And then we also start to, for me at least, I'll speak for myself, when I have ideas and I think they're, you know, the bee's knees, I think it's incredible. But then I see someone else is doing it. Sometimes that makes me feel like I I couldn't do it because it's already been done. So it sometimes dampens my own passion because I feel less unique when we right. all have something to offer, even if it's, you know, something like cycle syncing, which is not my idea by any means, but I can contribute my own personal flair on it. And so, yeah, stepping away from social media allows me to really just stay grounded in what I believe and what I want to create and not be so concerned about what others think and what other people are doing. Yes. I'm hearing like intentionality. Yes. For you and, and personal awareness. Um, and that like, like just closing out the noise for a little while each day and actually making a point of that can be such, I mean, I think as entrepreneurs, I know for me, I wake up, I'm, I'm getting better at this, but I wake up and I'm like, okay, what needs to get done? Mm -hmm. And I sort of leave the meditation or the mindfulness side of things until the end of the day, if there's time. And I'm just like really starting to learn, especially in the world that we are now living in, in the last year and a half and just how many opinions and noise and the news and everything. Like it's just Mm -hmm. exhausting. So um, yeah, I love that. I love the simplicity of like flow with intention and Mm -hmm. boundaries. And what, when you say boundaries with social media, what does that like physically look like for you? Oh, so I love this question. I've really been playing with this um, really since the pandemic started because Mm -hmm. when it first started, I was just on social media all the time. I unfortunately got laid off from my day job at that point. And so I was just doom scrolling. And so for (laughs) me, I realized this is not healthy. I need to set boundaries. So I would set um, the time limits on my phone, I think for 30 minutes a day, which you know, sort of even still feels like a lot, but I know many people spend hours on social media. So especially when it's for your business. So I decided at that point to set time limits. So my phone would remind me and then I would set my phone down and say, okay, I'm done for now at least. Maybe I'll come back, but I don't need to be on here for, you know, X number of hours in a big chunk. I also really set a lot of boundaries with what kind of accounts I was following. Um, if, if an account or a person led me to feel self-doubt 
or comparison, I would either mute them or unfollow them. And I think this is really challenging, especially if it's people that you know in your personal life, whether it's friends or colleagues, anything like that, because we don't want to cut people out of our lives. It feels kind of mean to do that. But I think it's very important to protect your own energy and realize that it doesn't mean anything about what you think of them as a person. It just means that whatever they're sharing is triggering you somehow and you need to separate yourself for the time being. And I, I just want to give a permission slip to everyone listening that it is okay to do that. And if someone unfollows you, try to remember that as well, that it's not personal. It has everything to do with what they are experiencing in their life. I've full on told like clients of mine, I'm like, if you find yourself looking at my anything of mine and there's a shred of comparison, unfollow me mm-hmm. for a while. You know, yeah. you can come back. I'm not going to take it personally um, because that's, I do that all the time. And a lot of them are people who I've learned so much from, who have really inspired me, who I really look up to. And there's times when it doesn't bother me at all. And other times when I'm working through my own stuff and I need to remove the triggers. Right. Sometimes it's amazing to have these idols and these people that inspire us, but other times it can make us feel less than, or, you know, we, we compare ourselves to this point of like, oh, well, I'll never get there. And then that affects our energy. It affects the way that we're able to show up. Yeah, actually, like when my business, because I spent almost a year like not really making money mm-hmm. <laughs> in my business despite working it full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, my like things starting to really take off coincided with me doing this like massive unfollowing of so many of the people that had at one point inspired me or even coaches I had worked with. And there was a lot of things that went into, you know, things starting to work, but that was one of them. And so now it's just this regular practice where like I almost always come back to see these people again and to learn from them again, but I'm very aware. And I've also unfollowed or muted good friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And I'll even tell them, like, I'm so inspired by what you're doing right now. And I need to not see it so much because it's making me feel this way. And they're always like, yeah, totally get it. I love that. Yeah. You can cheer somebody on from afar. It does not have to be in your face and, you know, just looking at it every day. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like to just sort of send them love, you know, energetically be like, mm-hmm. thank you for the inspiration. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just be a little bit of a hermit. And I do this as well with, you know, just news and people that are kind of doomsday. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow, I at one point followed a lot of like plant-based accounts and I love it. I used to, my current Instagram used to be a vegan food account like years and years and years ago, but I just found like this doesn't help my mindset to, you know, feel like, like I saw one woman I follow who I love, I love her cooking, but she followed or she shared this thing on her story yesterday about, you know, climate change, la la la. And like, I went to bed feeling really shit. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to mute you for a while. Like love your cooking. But, um, anyway, so just give you guys permission. So I love that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we don't realize how much of an impact all of the incoming information just constantly is right. having on us. It's huge. Yeah. And it's only getting more intense with the state of the I world. Know. So yeah, protect yeah. your energy and just know that that's it's not mean and it's really, really healthy to do so. It's coming from love, actually. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Love for the other. Because I would much rather have someone unfollow me than 
getting like we all know what it's like to put something out there and then have someone not like it or give you their opinion or whatever. And it's like, I would rather you just unfollow me. <laughs> right. And I love what you said about um like how your account used to be a vegan food account. Uh-huh. And we are all allowed to pivot and to yeah. to evolve as humans. And so what you liked six months a year ago does not mean that you still have to like it or even your opinions, um, your viewpoints, all of that. Like I think it's just so important to recognize that we change and to yes. embrace that rather than to try to cling on to who we once were or who we once felt inspired by. Or what I see is like, people build an audience around a specific topic or viewpoint and then they feel that they can't change that because they're going to you know ostracize themselves from their audience mm-hmm. as opposed to like sorry what were you going to say oh go ahead i was just going to say like as opposed to deciding like well the right people are going to follow me exactly you know? right and then you're living your truth and if yes. you continue to try to please that audience that you built at first they'll be able to see right through it that you're not being yeah. an authentic person. Yeah. Yeah. The energy won't be behind what you're doing. It's not going to work anyways. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I love it. Um, Jenna, I like to put people on the spot at the end here and just ask if there's one thing that you could leave our audience with today, anything at all, what would it be? Hmm. I would say that if you are struggling with anything related to food, whether it's, you know, counting calories or being confused about what to eat, please, please look into intuitive eating. There are Mm -hmm. so many incredible books out there, so many incredible people to follow. And it honestly has changed my life. I, like you said, I used to count calories. I used to be very consumed with my body, you know, the way I looked and it just really detracted from my life. So I want that for everyone to, I want them to be able to move away from that and really just embrace all of the other aspects of their life and not be consumed by all of those other things I just mentioned. So please look into intuitive eating. I love that because it really set me free mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, it's powerful. It's really life before intuitive eating and life <laughs> yes. after. And I much prefer it after. So thank you for sharing that. Where can people connect with you online? Oh, so people can find me on Instagram at Jenna B Basics. Also, my website is JennaBBasics.com. You can also pre-order the Moon Cycle Cookbook and sign up for our course at MoonCycleBakery.com. Amazing. We're going to link all of that down below for you guys. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much, Jenna, for just sharing your wisdom. And you would never have known that this was your first episode because, or first interview because you're an absolute natural. That's a huge compliment. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Awesome. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you got value from it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and give the podcast a five-star review, which helps me to get this message out into the ears and the hearts of those who can benefit from it. And I'll see you guys next episode.